So I actually think that the Wendigo would be conceptually very cool in the MCU as like a standalone show mm-hmm. because it can infect anyone basically. But that's not what this is about though. No, this, this, the cartoon does it totally differently. They do like a whole thing with shield. That's not the case. Although I guess it could be, I guess so. We don't really understand like how they create the Wendigo in this, but then how could the Wendigo also be like an ancient legend created by indigenous people, like way before shield existed. It can't be. That's what I'm saying. I think I think S.H.I.E.L.D. just took advantage of what the Wendigo curse does, but they didn't explain this on this episode. So, like, I don't know. Well, there's only one moment where it's called a Wendigo and it's like Bruce Banner, like in the background is like, that's a Wendigo. And then like fades <laughs> For away. For some reason, it's a Bruce Banner notes. And it's <laughs> like, why is he saying that? It's like never explained. It's kind of funny, honestly. Anyway. Which it's did some explain because of the episode. Bruce Banner keeps up being like, I don't remember anything when I'm the Hulk. <laughs> He literally says my memories multiple times. And I was like, why are they doing this to us? I thought that was the best part of this episode, honestly. Anyway, I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And I'm not a Wendigo. And we're here watching. I'm not either. Wait, this is the Mutant Ages, by the way. Yeah, this is a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men and talk about how gay it is, which luckily there is some gay shit in this episode. But mostly it's about the Wendigo. It is. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. previously said on the last episode that i didn't make it through this episode when it first aired and that's a lie because i watched it and i was like oh wait i did watch this whole episode i just didn't like it and i was like (laughs) okay well maybe i'll like it this time and no not really i am very disappointed okay so (sighs) i think i enjoyed it more than you because i had no expectations at all i literally sat there and kept writing how many more minutes is left in this episode? And then I would check and it'd be like seven more minutes. I'm like, how? What the fuck else is there to do? I was like, yeah. what's taking so long? Uh, so basically, Wolverine and the X-Men, right? Like it had a very strong start. And I think this is why, what I remember it being like a problem for me when I watched it is that mm-hmm. like the first four episodes are really strong, really dark. It sets up this very intense universe. And it's like already been so derailed from that in the past three episodes like the gambit stuff was a lot of fun i was here for it because who's not here to watch wolverine and gambit do like some sort of sexy cat and mouse oceans 11 thing right like yeah but it was already starting to get off the rails as of the gambit episode right and then then after that they decided to do mojo and pirates which again was fun to watch because like who doesn't like watching nightcrawler okay but it didn't need to happen at all and now we're derailing again to do this whole side plot with shield and the wendigo and i'm like the avengers the hulk is here and it's like this has nothing to do with the mutant 
situation at all. Okay, these episodes, I'm not against them. They can exist. I'm fine with them existing. <laughs> and I think that they... I say delete them from the planet. I say delete them all. No, but I, I say put them in a further season because... And I don't know what the deal is. They feel like filler. Yeah. They feel like filler. And it's like, why are you wasting time? Like, what? You just started the show and you're already like, we gotta kill some time. You know, maybe they were syndicated to make like 25 episodes and they did Right, and they have... only had like 10 episodes worth of story. I actually think next week, just to sort of derail slightly, I think next week is going to be a plot episode again. What is it called? It is called Time Bomb, and the description of the episode is as follows. Xavier asks the X-Men to save the Brotherhood and deliver an innocent mutant into the hands of the MRD. So, like, already that sounds... Yeah. I don't know who the innocent mutant is. I don't know anything. Um, I forget But the Brotherhood name. is going to be back. Xavier's going to be doing Xavier shenanigans again. It sounds like it's going to actually advance the overall plot of this show, as opposed to this episode, which doesn't need to be there at all. Like this episode could be cut out entirely and it would change nothing, you know? Yeah. Nothing changes in this episode. No one grows. No one learns. Nothing is discovered. It doesn't matter at all. Right. Okay. Something is discovered, but not something that matters. Yeah. You know, I, okay. So time bomb. It's a really, really good episode. I'm just going to say that. Okay, great. I forget the name of that ex, that mutant. He's a real, he's a mutant. His power is that he, he himself is like a nuclear bomb that he can't control his powers. And like, I think like once when he blows up, he can just like obliterate a city. Whoa. Okay. Nitro. That's the name of the character. So it's Nitro. No, he's a Kree, a renegade faction of Kree known as the Lunatic Legion, abducted Hunter and experimented on him, giving him the power of self-detonation. Okay, well, apparently in Wolverine and the X-Men, he's a mutant. Yeah, all right, so Nitro is this other character from Captain Marvel. Okay, got it. But there is another character in the X-Men universe that had the same power that was a mutant. And I think they combined his story with Nitro's for this show. Mm-hmm. And in this, I know that in the next episode, he's going to survive. Spoilers. But in the comic books, it was like this kid who had the same powers where he exploded and would like be a bomb, basically, and kill everyone around him. And so they send Wolverine. It was during the Grant Morrison run. And they send Wolverine to go find this kid. And the kid's like, I can't control my powers. And as soon as I get worked up, I kill everybody in a 20 mile radius. Mm -hmm. I think Wolverine gives the kid like a beer or whatever. And they're drinking together. And the kid's like, I know why you're here. And Logan's like, yeah, I hate that. This is how it's going to go down. And Wolverine has to kill him. Whoa. That's fucked up. It's a dark comic. I we're like way off topic. All right, let's let's center back here. Anyway, so this episode, I don't know how I got distracted because we were I'm so We were talking about the next off. episode because of how little we want to talk about this one. Okay, well, this this episode features Nick Fury and Shield and it's Black Nick Fury. Yes. But this is like the Black Nick Fury that knows Logan really well and has a history with him. So and this is funny because it feels like a continuation of X-Men Evolution. Yeah, I agree. I know that Nick Fury was a white guy on X-Men Evolution, but he was like a swarthy guy. However, this character feels like the same character to me in the sense that it feels like some time has gone by. Nick and Logan have broken up. Nick has really gone off the deep end with S.H.I.E.L.D. And now Logan's like mad at him. That's like how this reads to me. Yeah. Is like Nick coming back and Logan being like, you really went to the dark side, bro. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, like Nick Fury's doing stuff in this episode that I'm like, this Nick would not do these things. I don't understand why he's doing these things, but I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Also, this show was what, 2008, 2009? 2009, 2009. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Iron Man had just come out in 08 and that's when we had met 
the Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. That's when the comics and all, all of Marvel was like, we're going to really steer towards this version of Nick Fury. That's like the black Nick Fury that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why he is suddenly black on this show is because the success of Iron Man. However, I know that black Nick Fury and 616 is Nick Fury's son. And I was like, I still don't understand where he came from. So I found this like meme that like wrote it up and I sent it to Maddie. I'm like, here, you've got to read this because like their explanation for this is kind of bonkers, but you know, it works. Yeah, we can post it on our Twitter or something if people want to understand how they justified it. I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I would have been more okay if he just suddenly, like I wish they didn't create like a whole nother character. I wish they just decided one day that they, yeah, were, if they a- were just like, whatever, he's a black guy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like just ignore the previous 40 years i would have been more okay with that than whatever this shit is yeah however it's better than what dc does where they're like we're just gonna hit the reset button and like restart the universe every few years except only wally west remembers all the universes and i'm like (laughs) why are we doing that Oh my god. Oh my anyway, god. previously books, on the man. X-Men. This previously on the X-Men doesn't matter at all. It's like okay, just great. six minutes of Wolverine fighting. And I was like, I guess that's all we need to know for the previously on the X-Men. No, previously on X-Men Evolution, you already explained it. They had a breakup. They did have a breakup, and they do show Senator Kelly like introducing the MRD because the MRD is gonna be here for two seconds at the very beginning of this episode. Okay, but it's to the point where I was like, why is the MRD here? Because like eventually Nick Fury shows up and he's like, I can send the MRD home. And I was like, why the fuck didn't you do that yeah. like at the start of the MRD? Whatever. That part of it is irritating because it's like Nick Fury apparently has ultimate power in the government. And he's also just like, yeah, I don't really give a shit that mutants are being oppressed. I'm kind of busy with my own science experiments. Which doesn't make any sense because that's not Nick Fury's take on mutants. Yeah. Him and Marie Hill are pretty like sympathetic to them. Yeah, you would think he would be trying to get around these laws, but... This version of him isn't. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't X-Men Evolution Nick Fury. It could be X-Men Evolution Nick, Nick Fury. And he's just being like really catty towards Logan because they're being very catty to each other in this episode. They are. In a way that's really funny. It is really, really funny. Um, So the episode starts with a full moon. I would say these characters are more like werewolves than the Wendigo. I'm just going to say that because there's the full moon. And they act like werewolves. That's all. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, it's going to say, except it's a vampire thing, except it's not because they're being bitten by each other and they turn into Wendigo, which is a werewolf thing, too. That's a werewolf thing. Yeah. We we hear somebody screaming in the distance and then we see this guy dressed in black ops gear. It turns out he's a shield agent and he's running through the snow. He's got a briefcase. He's like yelling into his walkie abort, abort the mission. At one point he says, Barton, do you copy? And I was like, is Clint Barton going to show up? He doesn't. Anyway. He doesn't. (laughs) Just say it. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, so then a helicopter is like showing up and we see more shield agents running through the woods. Pretty diverse crew, by the way. There's like a big black guy and like a little petite blonde woman. Yeah. And then in the distance, we like see this shadowy monster chasing them, but we don't know who it is or what it is. And because of the title of the episode, I was like, is this Hulk? Like, why is Hulk doing this? Um, but it's a misdirect. And uh, then the, the helicopter lands and the soldiers all run in and the helicopter takes off. But then something hits them, hits the helicopter. It's a snowball. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm like, it's a snowball. It looks like a piece of ice, probably. I don't know. I was like... And then it spirals to crash the ground. And then when the soldier looks out the window, 
we see Hulk leaping up towards the helicopter. And it's like, well, why is Hulk attacking this helicopter? And honestly, there isn't an answer to that. I mean, we're going to point out that the thing that was chasing the before was obviously white. So there's that. I mean, like, I know it's supposed to be a misdirect, but it's not well, like it's like shadowy. It's super hard to see that it's not green. It's 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 hard to tell what the fuck is going on. I guess I but mean, it doesn't. Sh- it's, a, it's not shaped like the Hulk either. It's not shaped like Hulk. Well, it's, it's like eventually we're going to see these monsters. Well, at first we think there's only one. But then it's revealed there's like 60 of them. Um, and they're like, they look kind of like the Yeti. Wait, hold on. I just realized like this episode could have not had Logan in it and still worked. And I'm like, it's just, it's an Avengers episode. I'm like, this whole episode just didn't need any of the X-Men characters. I'm just like kind of annoyed by this. Anyway, continue. I feel like this episode is because the MCU was getting popular. That's why this episode exists. You know? Probably. Like, it's like they were yeah. trying to get people to watch this show. You know what? They were trying to save face for the fact that they couldn't put the X-Men in the MCU, so they were just being, like, really bitchy about it and putting it in other places that involve the X-Men. Before. I guess. Although, after this, we didn't get anything except for, like, the anime in terms of cartoons. I know. This is, like, the beginning of the end for X-Men being good for the next 10 years. Um, It does feel to me, though, bec- the, like a... MCU thing because it has Black Nick Fury in it and also has Hulk, which like Hulk was the other movie that they were making at the time, the Edward Norton Hulk. Although that was like the weird one when they had like the other Incredible Hulk before was Mark Ruffalo. And And then then it was Eric Bana and then it was like Edward Norton. Yeah, but then like Tony Stark shows up in the end credits anyway, but Iron Man hadn't even come out yet. Well, they both actually came out at like almost the same time. They were like only a couple months apart. Did they really? Because they, they basically had two very different vibes of MCU movies that came out, like the very serious Hulk movie with like almost no jokes in it. And then they had Iron Man, which is like the quippy, like, you know, pre Joss Whedon Avengers movie situation. Oh my God. I think it's so funny. Cause you talk about this, those first few years of like MCU stuff were so experimental because they didn't, so they did uneven. not know what they wanted to do. And they're like, or what they could get away with. Yeah. And like Thor came out and it was like a weird, dumb action movie. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't Iron Man. Like Iron Man became yeah. the template that all the rest of the MCU followed because it was the most successful. I mean, I think it, it's so weird now because we're watching all this MCU content now and it's like we know what the MCU is like and what to expect and we like it. But then you go back and watch this old stuff and you're like, oh, my God, it's like watching a bunch of like TV pilots. Yeah. And it's like you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And that's kind of how this episode feels where it's like, okay, we've got Black Nick Fury and we've got the Hulk in here. But like, what is the tone of this? I would say this is the most kids TV show that this show has ever been. Oh, I agree. It's pretty straightforward. This this episode is so basic. And like there's like kids show jokes in it where like the Hulk is yelling Hulk smash over and over. And like and then Logan starts screaming it also. I, that annoyed me. I was just like, what? <laughs> he says it more than once. And I'm like, oh, my God, Logan, stop. So anyway. Opening credits. Uh, we now Logan is driving through the streets of New York City, and his motorcycle just blows up. We don't really know what happens. The MRD happened apparently. There's like electrical cords wrapped around him like tentacles, and he's like, "Oh no, I definitely don't like this, bub." And he cuts his <laughs> way out, and the MRD attacks him with like lightsabers and like 60 guys they're like we need a thousand guys to take out logan okay they had so many shots of trucks popping up and then the <laughs> trucks opening and 20 guys would pop up and then logan would be fighting them and then like 20 more trucks would show up and then like 60 more guys would come out and i'm like damn which is actually it's pretty funny when you think about it it is pretty well i was gonna say it's pretty fucked up if they're like 
you know what? We're going to give these cops a bunch of SWAT gear. And if they see a mutant, we're going to send 60 cops at them and have them shoot the shit out of them. I mean, I think it's specifically for Logan. Like, that's how this read to me was that they were like, okay, we're going to do a huge mission just to kidnap Logan and only Logan. And like, they need this many guys and they still can't do it. I was going to say the MRD must be bad because it's not like like Logan's fighting back, but he's like one guy with claws. And like, if you shoot him, he will die for a second you know yeah, but they have like zero ideas they're just like flinging themselves at him and dying he's and just like, like jumping around and twirling around like a ballerina i don't know and then yeah. suddenly the general i forget his name what's his fucking hackett hasket oh no it's like Tasket. no i don't think it's hayward either <laughs> Tasket. he says it later on hold on um, i'm gonna look it up i'm pretty sure it's hasket dude like that's oh, why i had right, in my notes <laughs> Wait, there's somebody in the next episode that has... There's, like, another general in the third next episode that has a different name. I'm sorry. Well, there's General Moss, who's the one with the stupid mustache and the scratched face who hates Logan. Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. So, General Hats... This is Hats... Hats... Cats for cat General Hats... General Cats with hats on comes over, and he's like... (laughs) The cat in the hat comes (laughs) over. I know. It really is. Oh my god. Who's thing one and thing two? Okay. So the cat in the hat comes over and he dramatically takes off his sunglasses. He's like, he's like, 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 it's over, mutant. Make this easier on yourself. Surrender. The cat in the hat and he's like, he's doing some rhyming bullshit. He's like, if you (laughs) want to survive, then you should probably get out of my hive. I can't even remember what the scene is now because I keep seeing the cat in the hat looking at Logan. It's like the funniest Warcraft Valley shit I've ever seen. I'm sorry. I can't. It's really incredible. Then a shield helicopter lands. <laughs> okay, so this scene is also funny because it does a slow pan over the shield agents. And I thought they were all going to be sexy ladies because they're all wearing like skin tight leather cat suits. And no, like they show like their thin little ankles and their shapely calves. And like and then I was like, oh, there's a bunch of women on here. And then it was a bunch <laughs> of sexy guys and they all strut out. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And then Nick Fury walks out. He's like, hey, bitch. <laughs> and it's like, what? Okay, I guess. Okay, so the first three minutes of this episode are great because it's just Nick Fury and Logan being so catty, and then it's like, then after that, it's really boring, and I'm like, I wish they just done whatever they started this episode with and stuck with that. Yeah. So Nick Fury is like, get out of here, mutant hunter. Pack up your gear. Get your shit and get the fuck out, bitch. The cat in the hat is like. I don't know who you think you are, but we have 16 different cars and like doesn't want to leave. Um, And then he like gets a call in his walkie and they tell him he has to leave. And he's like, "Okay." which why is that possible? I can't stop laughing about the cat in the hat. You tried to explain this to me. It's like the further we go in, it's like I can't even remember the other general. I just see I could only see cat in a hat now. You did this to me. Thank you. I know. I'm sorry. Um, so then this is what uh, happens when Ryan and Maddie don't sleep for a day and we're like, let's try and record an episode. And now like fucking Dr. Seuss is here. Yeah. So I did like this scene where Logan literally cocks his hip, crosses his arms and goes, hi, Nick. Oh, my God. Like incredible animation. I was like, holy shit. I love it. Meanwhile, the cat in the hat's like in the background on his walkie talkie being like, I'm going to call this in or whatever. And then yeah. suddenly he's like, oh, and then he salutes Nick Fury. He's like, reporting to you, Sergeant Fury. And Nick Fury is like, yeah. 
get the fuck out. Yeah. I'm going to blow this guy. Nick is like, let me buy you a cup of coffee, Logan. And he does. Okay, wait, wait, before that, though, that whole thing where the general is like calling his guy goes on for a full minute with Nick and Logan just looking at each other in the, each other's eyes with no lines the entire time. Then we get a sexy cat and mouse date with, between the two of them where they're like, I hate you, but we are going to fuck later. Yes, but I just want to point out, According to the code of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, getting coffee is having sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't interpret it as any other way now. Thank you, MCU, for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, there's this waitress there who's pouring her coffee, and she looks around, and she's got this expression of like, why the fuck are there 60 men with guns just watching these two go on a date? I know. She has this look in her face like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they probably, like, cleared out the entire diner and were like, we need this space. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, I don't know. Nick slips her a hundo and she's like, okay, fucking fine. I don't get paid enough for this. I hope she slipped her more than that. Like, $100 I know, right? is not much for this shit. There should be, like, it's a really person in there. So there's, like, all these sexy shots of Logan, like, leaning back in the booth and then leaning forward and being like, hey. I'm mad at you. Anyway, he's like, don't tell me S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally getting into the mutant game. And Nick is like, no, that's politics. And I don't give a fuck. If we ever do get involved, you'll know. And I was like, it's politics. Like, so is everything you do, Nick. Like, what are you saying? I don't don't know either. Logan is like, that's comforting, sarcastically, which I liked. Yeah, then Nick's like, listen, I need you to help me with your other ex-boyfriend, the Hulk. And he's destroying all of Canada, which is like <laughs> such an X-Men animated series move. And Logan's like, I'll blow you, bub, but I won't blow the Hulk. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he gets up and he's like, thanks for the coffee, but no thanks. And like starts walking away. And Nick is like, it just starts listing off the names of every X-Men in the background. He's like, Catherine Pride, Robert Drake, Scott Summers, Aurora Monroe, Henry McCoy, Kurt Wagner. He says it with the attitude because suddenly Nick just is like, and Kurt Wagner. And I was like, why is he pronouncing yeah. that? And so then Logan like turns around. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Fine. I guess I have to come back. Is it really that hard to get their names? I felt like they didn't. Was it already established in the last episode that everybody knew who the X-Men were? Well, I guess the other thing he says is nice school you rebuilt there in Westchester, by the way. So it's like he also knows... That they're still in the old X-Mansion, which where else would they be? That's not even anything surprising, is it? I mean, like, the last X-Mansion blew up. I'm pretty sure people knew about that. And now there's another school in place of it. It's not that much of a secret. Yeah. Um. So Logan sits back down because he's, like, upset that Nick knows all of this information, even though, of course, he knows. Logan probably told him. I don't even know. I know. And Nick is like, information is S.H.I.E.L.D.'s business, Logan. But sometimes information falls into the wrong hands. The hands of certain mutant-hating senators, okay, for instance. why is he doing that? I was like, Nick I Fury would never do that. Ever. Ever, ever, I ever. I w- it's to the point where I was like, did this writer not know anything about Nick Fury at all? And they were like, you got to put Nick Fury in this episode because Nick Fury is in the MCU. And he's like, Great. Well, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, so we're just going to write the most like racist version of Nick Fury possible. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like... And it's like not even the it's not even the Nick Fury in the MCU because Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury is very compassionate to all these characters that are right and like works for the government, but is yeah. like the Nick Fury in evolution where he's like, okay, but I fucking hate this though. Whereas this version of him is like Trask or something, but he's like not he's like Shield version of Trask where he's like, I'm doing evil I, stuff. Yeah, I don't know what this is. And then Logan's like, listen, Nick. One day, I'm going to put my cock back in your mouth, but not today. To get you to stop fucking talking. And Nick is like, I love that for me and Oh, you. my God. So then. so um, then, But OK, no, you missed the part where Nick is like, so what I really want you to do, Logan, is fucking murder the Hulk. Oh, kill the Hulk? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? Why? What? 
<laughs> okay by the way the the explanation they they give later on when bruce and logan fix like figure it out also makes no sense i don't no actually sense. know why they sent the hulk here at all me either so i'm i'm kind of like why didn't he tell logan more information why wasn't he like there's some mysterious creatures and we sent the hulk to deal with them but like he didn't do a good job so can you just like go <laughs> fix it it's <laughs> like that's what he's actually asking logan to do is he's like so there's a bunch of monsters running around and like we tried to get Hulk to fight them and the Hulk isn't actually strong enough to do it. So could you like go help him out and then we'll pick you up after? He just says the Hulk's destroying towns. He doesn't even mention the Wendigo. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't mention that there's a bunch of other monsters that are actually destroying the towns. He just is like the Hulk is destroying towns and killing innocent people, which the Hulk would never do. Now Canada is going to die. I really don't understand. And so Logan's is like, fine. So then it cuts to the Canadian wilderness and we see some snow and beautiful things. And a deer. And Logan's fucking petting Bambi. And it was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> okay, that show was really funny. I know this episode is stupid, but it's I funny. enjoyed it, but like, I was Logan like... Logan sneaks up to a deer and pets it for no reason. He just does it. I, I mean, like, I, I guess know. the reason is that Logan's like, Listen, bub, all animals understand me because I am one. And I'm like, I don't yep. think animals walk up to each other and pet each other, but okay. I do I do enjoy <laughs> that Logan is like like an animal purist though. He's like, Yeah, all, I like he's that. Like, I he's like, like that like, for all him. All animals are perfect in every way. And I'm gonna pet I all like of that, them. And it- it rem- <laughs> reminded me of his friendship with the bear in the Wolverine live action movie, yeah. which I also like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I just thought it was really funny to it's see so in this funny. episode. And he also, there's this shot of him just sitting there smiling after the deer runs away where he's like, I love animals. And it's like, oh my God, Logan, <laughs> you're such a fucking nerd. So then he walks through one of the destroyed towns, which is like on fire, which again, why would the Hulk do any of this? Well, first of all, he it's like on fire and he gets up and he walks around and he sniffs it. He goes, this place was on fire. It's like, no shit, Logan. It's yeah, still on Logan. fire right now. <laughs> it's like smoking. And he's like, I think there was a fire here. It's like, Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's so dumb. And then we see a Wendigo run by, but we don't know what it is. And then Hulk falls out of the sky. We don't know where he comes from. <laughs> I know. He just falls. It's like, is Hulk have the power of flight in this show? I like, don't know. And he lands next to Logan. Falling out of and the he sky. literally screams at Logan's face for like a full 20 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, why are we animating this? And then... <laughs> I guess they like fight kind of and they're like Logan's like hey they fight for a long time well there's like the whole Hulk part screams Hulk remember you like 60 times yeah and then there's like a quick shot of Logan fighting him in his old costume but it doesn't ex- explain what they're fighting about or if they're even fighting each other honestly yeah so. I know I mean I guess that's why they made a full length movie to describe the entire prequel of whatever happens between them which I guess we're gonna have to watch so after like five minutes of them fighting Logan throws some snow in Hulk's eyes and Hulk goes oh no I <laughs> I have milk in my eyes and then he like falls down to, i don't know i forgot about the milk oh my god the milk is back oh my god and then there's like there's like this one bag that it has all this tech that shield gave logan to use against the mm-hmm. hulk and the hulk puts logan in like a death hug yeah a bear hug a bear hug is what it's called and logan shows okay this was crazy they animated logan show, shoving a grenade into the hulk's mouth and then it explodes and i was like damn I, yeah i was like did he just fucking blow the hulk's head off it's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of nuts honestly but he didn't the hulk passes the hulk out is 100 percent fine yeah. and then the hulk passes out and turns into bruce banner 
Yeah, and, and then, then they go to some sort of Star Wars ice cave. Um, yeah, they go to a Star Wars ice cave. Logan gives him a sweater and a sweatshirt, but no socks. I was like, Logan, you need to give this man socks. He's not wearing socks for the entire episode. It drove me crazy. Where the fuck did the sweatshirt come from? I don't know, but it's an X-Men sweatshirt. It has the X logo on it. I know. Weird. He doesn't have a bag or a plane with him. Well, he had the duffel bag. I guess there was Remember? a There must have been so a So I think at the bottom of the duffel bag underneath all the Hulk grenades, he like had a sweatshirt for him, I guess, because he was like, well, he's going to be naked when he turns into Bruce so I gotta give him some type of shirt but no socks and no shoes I know I think Logan brought the sweatshirt for himself he's like oh I'll give this to Banner because I'm clearly not gonna use it although eventually Logan's clothes fall off in this episode also Mm -hmm. okay so Logan is meditating which is really funny by the way like he's in Lotus position I actually enjoyed that they put that in there I liked it I liked it too I like this scene because at least there's some dialogue here So Bruce wakes up. Bruce, by the way, looks like Ben Folds. He's wearing like the black emo glasses and he has long hair. I was like, wow, remember 2009? Anyway, uh, so Bruce Banner is like, what's going on? Who are you? And Logan is like, you're Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk. Nick Fury says hi, by the way. And Bruce is like, oh, Nick Fury, fuck. Okay. And Logan is like, now the Hulk I know just wants to be left alone. Not so much into wrecking towns just for the heck of it. And um, Bruce stands up and is like, I don't know who you are. And Logan is like, I figure since every word that comes out of Fury's mouth is half a lie, I should get your side of this, which is a very bitchy comment that I thought was really funny. It's like, he's like, Nick Fury's always cheating on me, bub. And now I have to figure out who he actually is sleeping with so I can go and harass <laughs> them instead. And so Bruce then gives us this big flashback slash exposition dump. So here's what Bruce says. Yeah, you get to read it because it's absolutely crazy and it makes no sense and also doesn't explain anything. But here it is. It doesn't. Don't worry about it. Here's here's what he says. Uh, Shield was tracking a monster in the Canadian wilderness. Some nonsense about a hiker falling under a mystical curse, turning him into Bigfoot. But people were being hurt. So Fury came to me for help. I know a thing or two about monsters. And then like throughout the voiceover, we see this shot of Bruce on a shield helicopter with a briefcase. There's also a shot of Bruce Banner being like, I know about monsters. And we see him hanging out with like the mummy and Dracula and a bunch of other like classic villains, Frankenstein. Yeah, he wasn't referring to himself. Why no. did you think that? Um, so then Bruce continues. Shield had collected reams of data on the creature, even blood samples, and they'd gotten a location on it. Over the years, I developed dozens of cures for the Hulk, all failures. But with Shield's data and with my own research, I was able to create a cure for this monster. I thought I was going to help them administer the cure, and I was, just not in the way I thought. They needed a cure, but equally important, they needed bait. So while he's saying this, we see that he has this little briefcase with him on the helicopter that's full of green fluid and syringes. And the soldiers are going to like put it into guns and shoot it at these Wendigos, I guess. Yeah. We're just calling them Wendigos because I know they're nothing like the Wendigos in mythology, but that's that's what Marvel calls them. And that's what the stupid show calls them. So whatever. So anyway, then at the end of this monologue where Bruce is like they were using me as bait, there's this shot of a soldier kicking him out of the helicopter, literally pushing him out the door while it's in the air. And then as he's falling to the ground, screaming, he turns into the Hulk, of course, because the Hulk is always going to save him. Okay, but he's got like the case right or is it still on the helicopter and he just no, tries- no no it's on the helicopter because that actually comes up later remember they have to oh, go wait, get okay. it no no you're right okay that's right okay wait no is it though yeah i thought okay so here's my impression because like at the beginning of the episode there's all those shield agents being chased by the wendigo and the hulk right and like yeah i thought it was their helicopter that blew up not this one this is a different one 
I look, Ryan, it doesn't make sense. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait a second. I actually think I'm, I think we're both wrong. I think what happened because it, the episode does not explain it very well is that it <laughs> no, is the same it helicopter. Sure doesn't. Okay, so what's oh okay? My so God. he kicks. They kick. Okay, no, Bruce. I think you're right. I think okay, you're right. They have one one to go at the beginning of this, and they kick Bruce out as the Hulk and keep the case on the helicopter. So they can shoot at the Wendigo from the helicopter. And then they land and like go after him. It's just like told out of order. Yes. And so it is, it is the same crew, but the whole crew gets turned into Wendigo. Right. Well, zombie werewolves because they all get bitten. And that's why there's like 60 at the end. Oh my God. I like how we couldn't even figure this out because like, it's not even told very well. I mean, it's like, it's funny because it's so simple and yet it's also extremely unclear what's going on. It's also like, (laughs) why didn't they stay in the helicopter and just shoot at the Wendigo with the cure? I don't know. Why did they fuck this up so bad? Because that would have solved everything instantly because at the end, the cure works. Like, why was this so hard for them? Like, the shield can't shoot guns? Like, what the hell? (laughs) I don't I think they needed to bait out the Wendigo because they couldn't find it and it's all white. That makes no sense, though, because they were attacked by the Wendigo later and were bitten by it, but they couldn't manage to shoot it. (laughs) They're running through the woods like, whoa, I don't know what to do. Basically, I think what happened is that Hulk landed and then Hulk started freaking out. And so when they landed to go after a Wendigo, they couldn't deal with it because at this point, the Hulk's also there. Well, so then why did they even bring him? What? Why did they kick him out of the helicopter? This is so I, stupid. I, I, that's why like this doesn't even make sense for Nick Fury because there's no tactic here that makes any kind of sense. And Nick Fury is really fucking smart, except for this version, who's just like a little bitch, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain this at all. But by the way, this is really funny is that after Bruce finishes explaining this, he's like, so what do you think, Logan? And Logan's meditating. He's like, I don't know. I wasn't really listening. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. But Bruce does say that the remains of the cure is on the helicopter. I don't know how he has proof of this. He just assumes this. Yeah, and he's like, the helicopter crashed. But if we find the helicopter, then maybe we can find my little briefcase with the cure in it. And Logan's like, well, I can smell the burnt gasoline. So we'll probably be able to find the helicopter just from that. But I can't smell smoke when it's in front of me. Yeah, and Bruce is like, wait, what? And then there's a shot of Logan running through the woods at top fucking speed and Bruce barely tr- trying to keep up, like heaving. Like, yeah, I oh know, my Bruce, God. Bruce Logan, is like, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, <laughs> he does. He's running through the snow with no shoes on, but he's also be like, I've never done cardio in my entire life. Well, because he's a little, little wiggly nerd. I mean, he doesn't know anything. And like Logan is like so annoyed at him and he's like the copter's just over the next ridge come on bruce keep going okay my notes started doing this i go god there's 10 more minutes of this episode but now bruce has to collapse into the snow screaming my memories literally (laughs) my memories and he's like remembering stuff the hulk remembered as, as sort of like flashbacks and he's like the hulk was fighting against the monster and logan goes yeah that's wonderful banner which is really funny I honestly really funny. but he's just like can we get going come on let's get let's get to it yeah, also they're like they're tracking the Wendigo. logan sexually goes wow you're a big one and i was like uh <laughs> yeah they find the wendigo and logan's like hey what's up logan's like I don't look care. a little bit I... like saber tooth <laughs> like yeah no, right he does actually look kind of like saber tooth also logan does 16 backflips at one point at this point they haven't called it the wendigo yet so no, like, not yet it's really funny because my note here says okay wait is this not the wendigo what the fuck is this next note oh i guess it is the wendigo because at that point they do explain it yes they do um a bunch more bigfoots show up bruce and logan are back to back surrounded by these wendigo and this is when bruce calls it the wendigo and he's like it its bite must have infected other people which like 
Okay. Because they were like, okay, so this is the Wendigo. And then the Wendigos get on top of Wolverine. They like either fight or fuck him. It's not really clear which. Yeah, but somehow Bruce runs away. Even okay, though there were like really funny, a though, bunch like, of Bruce, Wendigos. I don't he know. like sees a bunch of Wendigos. He screams like a little baby and then like runs off and then trips and falls down a thousand hills like that scene from Hot Rod <laughs> again. Almost I dies know. because there's like a shard of metal that would have cut his throat. But luckily, he stops right for it. And he's like, oh, no. But then there's a yeah. Wendigo. And then Logan appears. And now Logan's clothes have ripped off from that. Because I guess they did fuck him. He's got no blood. He's just naked now. Or he ripped them off himself because it's Logan. And he's like, I fight better this way. I, I can't I can't find these clothes. <laughs> these clothes, the hairs aren't the hairs are catching on my clothes, you know. Um, also, by the way, when Bruce fell down the hill, he fell into the wreckage of the helicopter he as well. That's why he there was did. a piece of metal there. So right. that's important. So Bruce then sees the body of the helicopter is stuck in a tree really high up. And he's like, fuck, I got to get to that. But then there's a Wendigo that's like trying to kill him. And Logan shows up and fights it. Somehow there's there's another seven minutes of this episode. And I was like, what what is what else can happen? And why do we have to watch it? was my question. This is when I started being like, like, I was pretty bored the last five minutes. But the last 10 minutes, I was like, do I really have to continue watching this for our podcast? Because it's like really. (laughs) I appreciate that you did the honors. Um, So Bruce is climbing the tree towards the helicopter slowly, but surely he's making it. He manages to get in a Wendigo jumps on top of the helicopter. They both slowly start falling to the ground, but they like hit a branch on the way down. Okay, Yeah, this is really funny. I wrote down that like the helicopter fell and then there's like another note where it says and then it continues falling. I'm like, how many times does a helicopter have to fall? It like hits every branch on the way down. How does this g-dunk, one branch g-dunk, hold g-dunk. up? The, it's like one branch holds up the helicopter and then lands into another branch. And also I'm like, that shit would not hold the helicopter. This helicopter it is- holds the helicopter and Bruce Banner inside and, and, and the Wendigo. Wendigo. I don't know. It Meanwhile, the Wendigos are having a full-on orgy with Logan in the background. He's not actually doing anything useful. No. Logan does not even need to be in this episode. He really so doesn't. Bruce turns into the Hulk, and he rips apart the plane and a Wendigo because we think they're dead. And they're like, nope, the Hulk is here. And Logan's being really sassy. He's, he's all like, yeah, and there's more of where that came from. In reference to Hulk <laughs> being there trying to threaten the Wendigo who does not understand him. Yeah, I know. And then Logan walks over. Okay, there's actually a really funny shot of Logan looking as the Hulk attracts all the Wendigos suddenly towards him. And Logan just stands there like, well, I guess nobody gives a shit about me anymore. And it's like a really really funny funny. shot of him like standing there being like, wait, no one's fighting me anymore. What what am I supposed to do? Listen, (laughs) I wrote a note here that says at least Logan's clothes are falling off in this episode. So I have something to look at. Yeah. Uh, And then then, because then the following note is there is still five more minutes of this. Why? Yeah. So then Logan runs over to the briefcase full of cure and like, can't get it open because it's locked which is really funny because he screams come on and i was like logan (laughs) what so then he uses his claws to open it sees all the green goo and exclaims what am i supposed to do make them drink it and i was like logan why are you so stupid (laughs) then he sees the gun that's next to he's like yeah oh oh i guess you're supposed to load it in here it's so funny that he's like monologuing all of this to no one i know i know you hated this episode but like this part i feel like was intentionally funny and i like did laugh at it because i was like why okay he also puts on like what like this whole band of ammo but it's just a bunch of like little green goo needles and i thought that was kind of funny by the way 
Hulk has stopped finding the Wendigo momentarily to scream my memories again. Yes, because he turns and sees Logan and then he gets mad at Logan again. Yeah. And then Logan is like trying to fire darts at the Wendigos while the Hulk is fighting him. Yeah, Logan's doing like this Matrix shit in the background. He's like slow motion doing like flips running against walls like he's upside down shooting these things. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know Logan could shoot a gun, honestly. But... <laughs> So then the Hulk is like trying to fight Logan and smashes his face into the snow. And Logan is trying to say Hulk behind you. And Hulk is like, Hulk, not a behind, which is such a children's show joke that I was just like, why is this here at all? More darts get shot at the Wendigos. And then finally, finally, the darts kick in and the Wendigos collapse into the snow and they all turn back into people. Well, we see that they're collapsing, but we don't see them change until after Logan jumps on top of the Wendigo Prime and he shoots like he stabs him with the little deals and then then he falls down. And I actually said that one of the coolest parts of this episode is watching the transform back into humans because animation here is actually mm-hmm. very sleek. It looks cool. And they're all wearing clothes, which is very lucky for them. And they're all shield agents. They're all like, shield agents. Wait. They're shield agents. And it's like, I feel like he explained this at the beginning of the episode, Logan. He didn't. I mean, Nick didn't explain shit. If that's what you're talking Maybe about. He didn't. But I did feel like Bruce explained it. Yeah, but then Hulk turns around. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And Logan's like, listen, I didn't mean to fight you back in the day. So, okay, my bad. And Hulk's like, okay, cool. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like they could have apparently been getting along this whole time. And all Logan had to do was apologize to the Hulk. And the Hulk was like, okay. And then turns back into Bruce Banner again. Well, first, first the Hulk looks sadly up into the trees. And then he turns to Bruce and then Bruce goes, oh, oh, oh. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening in this episode? <laughs> and he's like, Logan, what happened? And Logan's like, you don't want to know. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually I true. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't want to know. So he ties up like all the shield agents. Right. So Nick shows up and Nick's like, nice work, baby. Maybe you start working for <laughs> shield all the time so you can suck my dick when I command you to. <laughs> By the way, Ryan's windows are open. So that's why he's whispering it into the microphone because his neighbors maybe two feet away. And Logan is like, is that what I did? Because the way I see it, all I did here was clean up your mess. And Nick is like, excuse me. Yeah. And Logan's like, pretty convenient that you had all that data for Banner's Cure and you knew yeah. right where the monster was. Of course, pretty easy information to get when you created it all. And Bruce like suddenly puts it together. He's like, wait, you purposely created that thing for what? Super soldiers, a monster you can control. Monsters can't be controlled, which is the funniest final line for him to say. Because I was like, Bruce, that's the least of your concerns. I know. Meanwhile, Nick Fury is just like, tee hee hee hee. Oh, well, you're just all sex toys to me for when I want to use something to fit my hole. And then he like leaves. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. He does uh, say you're just tools to be used when I see fit and leaves. And then Logan threatens Nick. And then he's like, if you ever say the X-Men's names again, I'm going to like stab you in the butt. And we're like, okay. And then he punches Hulk. Well, he punches Bruce Banner to turns him into the Hulk. Yeah, and Nick's yeah. like, why'd you do that? And he's like, oh, Hulk wanted to say thank you to you too. And I guess it results in Logan also getting thrown across Canada, but I don't know why. Yeah, by the Hulk. And then he lands next to Bambi and he goes, yeah. have fun, Fury. And that's the end of the episode. And that's the end. Uh, by the way, so I think that Wendigo in this episode was actually the curse. And like, I think I think my theory. So do you want to explain the Wendigo to the listeners? Because I feel like you okay, know fine. more than I do because you read about the Marvel comics. Okay, let's, uh, we're going to do who's that X-Men before we rate this apparently. So <laughs> who's that X-Men Wendigo? <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say that. He is featured in the X-Men arcade game. He's one of the bosses, and you probably remember him because he comes out and he goes, Wendigo! (laughs) Oh, 
my god that's incredible it's like but it's like in a savage land i don't know why so here's oh the thing i'm not doing a full like deep dive of every wendigo that's existed in the marvel universe because there have been so many of them because it's it's like a curse slash infection like i mean like there's been just so many characters and most of them are usually characters that are not like main characters there's like an npc who becomes a character because they've been infected by this wendigo stuff so in the mm-hmm. comics it's he's more of an incredible hulk villain he first appeared in incredible hulk number 162 uh i think he got the gist of their powers it's like super strength durability endurance speed stamina and i what i didn't realize is that they also had um a healing factor but uh several people have been inflicted with the curse of the wendigo i wrote a bunch of names down but I am not going to read them all because there's just so many. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it, it says, and there's many more. Um, <laughs> so like even the Marvel wiki is like, we can't bother to list everybody who's been. No, no, by no, the no. Wendigo. I wrote that oh, down. Oh, oh, I was oh, like, oh. I'm not, I, I was like, I, I can't do this. Um, so basically the curse is regional to the woods of Northern Canada. And it's a really kind of a fucked up curse. So when a person in the forest of Canada feeds on human flesh, they can be cursed by the Wendigo, mm-hmm. transform into it and roam the woods eating human beings. That's what it is in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Wendigo frequently fights Wolverine, Hulk and Alpha Flight, obviously Alpha Flight and Wolverine because they are based in Canada. Yep. And there's been like a couple of situations I wanted to mention that I thought were just interesting stories involving the Wendigo because there's a lot of Wendigo stories where it's like somebody eats human flesh, then becomes Wendigo. And we're not going to talk about those, but there's a couple of them. Like when one of the Wendigos is defeated and they're taken into a Canadian based Department K and they put this electrical collar around it to keep it under control and integrates it into their group called Prime. And then that collar is later exchanged for a neurological implant, which gives that person like the actual man inside the beast control of the beast. And so he's just like a man beast basically. But like, I want to mention that because I think that particular one to go was around for a while and comes back every once and again. Uh, so a couple other ones I want to mention is that later a group of Wendigos invaded Las Vegas where they fighted the gray Hulk. And then the regular green Hulk appeared and that went to go and faulted Hulk with the Wendigo curse. And he became Wendy Hulk for a while, which is not what happens in this episode, but you really think it would have. And a more interesting plot point is at one point, two Canadian meat packing employees were working together and one of them accidentally killed the other one, like through like, just like it was like a maintenance accident. And so he's like, shit, I don't want anyone to know. So he puts them through the meat grinder, which ends up creating this mass outbreak of the Wendigo curse because that meat ends up getting packed and people end up eating it. So a bunch of people in Canada just become the Wendigo for a little while. Wow. And then later on during Spider-Woman's run, one of her more recent ones in the last decade, uh, she was helping with the help of Captain Marvel and Porcupine. They shut down a Canadian restaurant that had secretly been serving customers human flesh in an attempt to instigate another outbreak of Wendigos, which is very Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one I wrote down is that when a Wendigo attacks a scientist named Ella Sterling, she is saved by Weapon X. It is then revealed that Roxon's executive, Mr. Banks, had a minor eat Wendigo meat, which turns into a UR Wendigo which is a more powerful one to go and it grows larger when it eats. Um, wow. And that one gets like killed because like some dude allows himself to get eaten by the Wendigo and he has like Doctor Strange's axe or whatever. And so then he can kill the Wendigo from the inside out. What? I like how there's so much Wendigo information here. There's so much more than that. That's those are the only ones I'm willing to talk about because I think they're interesting. You could just mm-hmm. find some Wendigo stuff and read it. But fun fact, if that Beast movie had been made by fox the main villain was gonna be wendigo wow so yeah so that's what the actual deal is so now my theory for going back to do the review of this episode my theory is that this first wendigo prime 
did eat human flesh, right? Right. On purpose. Like somehow Nick Fury strategically organized this person to accidentally eat human flesh in there and get cursed by the Wendigo and turn into the monster. Maybe he knew about this curse already because like, let's assume then that the curse that is like the mythological yeah. curse just exists in this universe as well. And like whatever it's, it's real. And Nick Fury is studying this creature right. and he sends a bunch of his own guys down there to be like, Hey, maybe we can take advantage of this for super soldier shit. Right. But Logan is too stupid to put all that together. I guess. Right. I don't like, they don't really explain where the Wendigo comes from in this episode. They're just like, it's they here don't. now. They don't. And Logan assumes it's shield that created it, but that actually isn't technically confirmed. Right. I don't think in this episode, Nick Fury was expecting everybody else to also get infected with it. I don't think that was part of the plan. Uh, no. I think that went awry because it's this whole situation doesn't make any well, I mean, sense. The shield agents in this episode seem really stupid to me where it's just like, why were you guys doing this? Like, why did you know. fuck this up so bad? There's just like a bunch of go-go dancers that he hired and put into these <laughs> sexy suits. And he was like, now nah, you're a part of shield. I don't know. Oh my God. I guess we have to rate this stupid episode. Uh, I don't know how to rate it. I, I think I'll give it a two. I th- I'm, I'm sure you're going to give it a one. I almost, I was going to give it a zero, but I'm going to give it a one out of five. X's. Um, I'm going to give it a two. I thought it was really funny. I laughed at it a lot. I thought Bruce Banner's characterization was fun, even though it made absolutely no sense plot wise as to why he would even be here or why S.H.I.E.L.D. would be here. I thought Nick was really hilarious. You're right that he's completely immoral and I don't know why he would be like that, but I thought the scenes were funny. I don't know. I laughed. It was dumb. This episode doesn't need to exist. It's a two. You can definitely skip it. Yeah. See, I feel like the only parts I actually actively enjoyed was the beginning when Nick and Logan were flirting with each other in the diner. And I loved every second of that. But like, even in that, I had problems with it because even though that they were being all sexy with each other, Nick was not being Nick Fury. And that was really bothersome to me because I'm like, okay, so we're going to finally put Nick Fury in here and make him black, but also make him like the world's biggest dick and kind of dumb. And I was like, like, kind of bad at his job also, where like he didn't give Logan all the information that Logan needed in order to do anything right. Is this even Nick Fury? I don't know. Right. Like, is it just Mystique posing as Nick Fury? Mystique would be a lot smarter than this, though. That's true. That's true. I feel like it's nobody. It's no nobody really I, yeah. I and then the rest of the episode it was just such a trek for me because like it's it, it's sad because i think honestly the wendigo stuff can be done really interestingly and i i opened this episode by being like if it was in the mcu and it, it could have its own wendigo tv show i think that would be really cool to watch mm. and that is not what happens here and i feel like they don't even explain what the wendigo is in this or why it's here we basically had to come up with an explanation by reading between the lines yeah and having some comic book knowledge and i think you're right that they just shoot it in here because like wolverine and hulk in the comic books does they do have a history together because wolverine first appeared in like the hulk right mm-hmm. so they wanted to do a callback to that then also the avengers were happening and i just like feel like that they were trying to combine too many things and do I, I think it might have been against it less if there was a season two and they put it in as a filler episode for season two, but it is way too early to be doing this shit now. Mm-hmm. And it's like not even interesting to watch. It's really weird that they have filler now. Yeah. It was like, Maddie, it's like so uninteresting to me that I saw it years ago and I was like, I didn't even finish the episode only to watch it again and be like, no, I did. I just didn't like it and I didn't retain any memory from it. Like, that's mm-hmm. not good. Like, at a certain point, your brain shut off and you were like, I am actually not watching this episode anymore. Like, that was like how you remembered it happening. Yeah. And I think you're right that there's some other interesting parts. Like, I do think that Bruce Banner's portrayal in this is pretty spot on. And also the Hulks as well. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy all of that. I liked that. I just don't think it needs to be here. I don't either. I don't I don't feel like this episode needs to be here. It's like kind of like how I felt about Spider. 
Spiral, where I'm like, well, Spiral and Mojo World, like, sure, the portrayal makes sense, I guess, but why were they there? I don't know why they were there either, but Spiral and Mojo World was at least more interesting to me than this was. Yeah, this is worse. Yeah, because I like Spiral and I like her. And it's also like, at least Mojo World is um, mutants. You know, they're like really obsessed with mutants and they're sort of laying that groundwork with Kurt and everything. Like that, that all makes sense as an X-Men story, at least. But this is like, this is an Avengers story. I don't know what's doing on this show. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I I just realized something that I didn't do in the last episode, but we've never done a spotlight on Spiral. Oh, well. I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, she comes back. When she comes back, we'll do one on Spiral. Sorry, guys. You guys are probably listening to this and being like, uh, are we just never going to talk about Spiral? Uh, guess not, right? <laughs> we should have done it last week. Oh, well. I don't know. Um, Whoopsie daisy. Um, we did Pixie last week instead of Spiral. That made sense, actually. Oh, that did make sense. Okay. Well, anyway, as Nick Fury would say, he would say, Oopsie daisy. Tee hee hee. Tee hee hee. Oh, my uh, God. Is that everything? No. Who's gay? pretty obvious okay. who's gay well we know who's gonna win this although i actually think everybody in this was pretty gay so obviously yeah, nick fury and logan going on their coffee date which is actual code in the mcu for sex uh is pretty yeah, great it was really gay like really homoerotic even by the standards of nick fury and logan they're like playing footsies underneath the dining room table nick and logan were exes they're dating i love them and nick fury is hilarious in this episode this is like the, the part of the episode i liked honestly was the fact that they were dating me too and me too even bruce banner being like kind of cute with logan i enjoyed too i was gonna say i kind of felt like bruce and hulk also or bruce and hulk uh bruce and logan. Well, also bruce and hulk both seem like well, they actually, are actually sorry logan, i can't even say bruce though. and uh, bruce and logan it's hulk and logan have some sort of like past x situation happening also mm-hmm. and both of them can't remember each other very well because like they both apparently have no memory retention yeah to the point where they were st- screaming it in this episode it was a very <laughs> um guys being guys hanging out in the woods kind of an episode you know like there was a lot of like what what comes in the woods stays in the woods there's and- nothing straight about that i'm sorry i i know that there's people going camp together that's like yeah we're gonna do guy camping together to me i'm like there's no way i can read that as anything other than gay and it's probably is not gay but like that's what i see mm-hmm. so and there was also the whole like han solo luke skywalker like saving each other in the ice cave and being sexy thing and they were definitely having sex so. yeah i mean i don't know it certainly inspired some young ryan pagella fan fictions of the time so oh my god i like how well that's because i've decided to start re-watching everything star wars from this beginning and i finished empire strikes back and i don't know if you've gone to our youtube channel for the mutant ages but we did this thing where maddie and i read this like star wars story i wrote when i was a kid and we were it's like adorable we were like we don't understand what all the sexy zapping is happening then i watched empire strikes back i'm like uh han solo does get zapped in this apparently that's where <laughs> apparently this, this fan fiction i wrote is just empire strikes back but like sexier yeah. i don't know yeah so if you want to read some sexy fan fiction or hear us read some sexy fan fiction you should probably go to the mutant ages youtube yeah. channel should we do should we do plugs we can i mean we're we've, here we've said it all at this point there's not a lot going on in this episode so there's there's that. really not but there is a lot going on at the or mutantages.com or sciencescene.net those are all places you could go to find more information about the Mutant Ages, a podcast you're listening to right now. You can find our email address 
themutantages at gmail.com. You can send us listener emails and you can also join our Discord server and chat with other mutants and fans. Uh, there's a link over on the right-hand side if you were to be at mutantages.com. And you would also find our voicemail inbox number, which is 1508-319-1668. And you'd find our address for our P.O. Box which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And you could send us physical mail there. You could send us postcards. You could send us Mr. Sinister action figures. You could send us, I don't know, requests for uh, our mutant autographs from the Mutant Ages, the comic book. I don't know. I'm oh my God. Shit up. Okay, that would be so complicated to do because technically we'd have to like get one from Todd and Katie. I know it would be complicated. Why and haven't Ryan people asked us for this? Don't, don't ask know. for that. Please, no. <laughs> I, 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 tracking all, all of them down is going to be so hard. We'd have to literally mail something to Todd and, the, Todd and then you'd have to mail it back. And he's already having enough issues with that so like let's yeah. not do that um, <laughs> we're also all over social media we're the mutant ages everywhere and i'm on social media personally i'm at midi myers how about you ryan i'm at ryan pagella on twitter and ryan.pagella on instagram you can also follow me on twitch at ryan pagella and on my youtube channel for lots of theme park fun and what else went? oh also our youtube channel the mutant ages but i feel like we already covered that when we started the plug section but again go subscribe over there mm-hmm um, we also have ways you can support us financially. We have a store where you can buy t-shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff with the logo and also Bishop popping out of the bushes saying time travel is real. And we have a Patreon page where we have all kinds of bonus content. We've got bonus podcast episodes that you could listen to. We just recorded one about Moon Knight. I don't know when that's going to be out, but it will be soon-ish. And um, we did one about the Batman 2022 and uh, the Chip and Dale movie. And oh, Batman 2022. That's a great movie. I We love that from start to finish. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we? I don't know. You'll have to subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon to find, to find out. out. <laughs> and we have all these other tiers with different rewards. But here's the thing. Highest tier. We give you a shout out on the show. Oh, that's right. We do. Oh, God. What do we do? The Hulk. Hulk? <laughs> it's like, it's like. Hey, I don't know if you can understand anything I just Thanks, said. Hulk. Thanks for being our top tier Patreon supporters. I don't think he actually finished saying the words before he like ran after Logan. But, you know, uh, get away from my boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if you don't have any money, we understand. Uh, we've been there. But please leave us a review, especially if it's a five star review on the platform of your choosing or just share the show with your friends on your personal social media. Tell them you like the show. And uh, that really helps us out. Go to your friends. Go, hey, you want to hey, you want to listen? Hey, to you want to listen to some gay X Men shit? Uh, that's literally what I was going to say. You took it out of my mouth. Thanks. <laughs> Great. Great. Telepathic powers. We're telepathic, just like Emma Frost. Also, Ba-ba! shout out to Cat in the Hat for just really making this episode so much better than the actual episode. Thanks, man. For thank you, mm-hmm. Doctor Seuss, for always fixing. Thanks, Doctor Seuss. Shout out to Doctor Seuss. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. The mutant agent.